2: Hello and welcome to Zero Ducks Given, a cricket podcast. And I'm very excited to say that we are joined by a special guest on this week's edition. I'll tell you more about that in just a sec, but we've got an England 2020 and one day series to look forward to. Stephen Finn has been taking wickets, still not scoring any runs or hitting any sixes, but he's been taking wickets. He's actually been playing and bowling quite well, as much as it pains me to admit it. And Daniel Norcross. Well, he's just been Daniel Norcross. He's been drinking far too much and he's lost. Where are you, Daniel?
0: I, I don't really know, to be brutally honest with you. So I, I had these like three back to back tests. So the two men's tests, the women's test. So I'd like, like, for me, 14 days work out of 18 is like, that's like a whole year's work in three weeks. And, uh, and I was exhausted by it. And Catherine said at the same time, we need to go on holiday before you have to do one day international. So she booked the holiday for the day after. The women's test so i had to go from bristol back to london and then it turns out that what i've done is come straight back in exactly the same direction into devon and it's in the middle of devon and it's between a couple of moors and it's been pissing down with rain and uh, i've come on holiday by mistake basically right. um some really kind of like dangerous feral lunatic is about to hand me a hair i feel like i'm in like in the middle of withnell and i all over again it's it's a little bit spooky but I did have the best buttermilk panna cotta with rhubarb sorbet I've ever had in my life last night. So, you well, know, there are, there are, there are every, every cloud.
2: Can you, I mean, you imagine how strange the people must be in a town where Norcross is going, oh, people are a bit weird around here. Or, or right now, <laughs> right now, all the townsfolk have got together and they're going, have you seen this bloke that's moved in down the road? Strangest creature I've ever seen in my life. He keeps, he keeps eating the rhubarb. Anyway, he
1: looks like his wife dressed
2: him. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say. Well, she wife, did. <laughs> your wife who meticulously plans what you're going to wear every single day, but she can't plan a holiday for Toffee.
0: I know, she did it again for the women's test, and, and the descriptions of the sock colours were even more impossible to understand than they were during the previous men's test. I mean, they were like colours that did not correspond at all to anything that was in front of my eyes. Uh, it's been a very stressful week for me, actually, Toby, so... um I'd rather we just take the piss out of Finney for the next 40 minutes if that's oh, that, okay with you.
2: That can be arranged. And we've got somebody help to help us out with that, which I will explain more in a sec. But first, Stephen Finn, look how smug Finney looks. Look at him. Does, look at- doesn't he does, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Look at him. Look at him leaning back, hand one hand on his head.
1: Because I've got my mate here with me this week to take you two on. <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: I don't think he's going to, he's not going to do that for you, Finny. That's, that's no, not what I'm he's hoping, on I'm in. hoping, <laughs> I'm <laughs>
1: hoping.
0: Let, let's introduce
2: the real star of this week's podcast, the one and only Mr. Sam Billings. Hello, Sam, mate. Who How are, are
3: you? Are- I'm very well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Finny. saying he's trying to be my mate for this next 45 minutes. He's going to do the complete offset and try and take <laughs> me down, isn't he? Let's be honest. So, uh, But thanks for having me on, guys. Um, look forward to it.
0: Well, it's lovely well, to have you here, We've been trying to get an England cricketer on, on this podcast for a long time, so it's um, it, it's great.
3: We've well, got the head waiter
0: for you, so there we go. <laughs> 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 yeah, at least we're at least we're in the squad. At least we're in the squad, Sam. I mean, yeah, you know, exactly. we have to put up with. We have to put up with Finney's whining and then sending us a a video of a six he's hitting second eleven cricket. I mean, come on. Yeah,
1: against a, against a sixteen year old who, incidentally, won man in the match in the blast. So you know,
2: exactly.
3: Get you up I the say, order, Finney. Get you up the order. I,
1: very much so, yeah. Absolutely.
3: We,
2: we should mention at this point that whilst Finney has been bowling well, you got run out off the last ball of the game the other day. Finney, talk to, talk to me. Were you, were you at the non-strikers end? Did you hit the ball? Talk to me through the whole scenario.
1: No, I hit the ball. And because we are a decent way adrift of the uh, south group at the moment, at the bottom, I was thinking the net run rate, <laughs> if we were to haul ourselves back up towards the... Um, the promotion places or the uh, the knockout places that every run may well count right. and I think I needed 24 off the last ball of the innings against uh, Glamorgan hit it straight to minus Lavachain at mid on and uh, and tried to run two and got run out by about half the length
2: of the pitch, giving the Australians confidence. That's a lot. Giving the Australians confidence about six months out from the Ashes, Finny. Come
1: on. Yeah, but that's after he had to pick his off stump back up out of the ground. So. <laughs> oh, just hey. that one. In. <laughs> it Here hasn't taken
3: go. long, has it?
1: <laughs>
2: Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Well, look, come on, come on, Finny. Let's let's uh, let's have your moment then. So, Stephen Finn, in case you missed it, T Twenty blast figures, four overs. Four for 19 against Glamorgan, including Manus, Labashain and Dan Dalfway, who I want to talk to you both about in a few moments' time. But come on, Finny, what, what were you doing well? Four overs, four for 19. Man, that doesn't happen by accident. Come on.
1: Well, actually, Labashain, I, I actually can't be credited with the wicket, I don't think. The over before Chris Green was bowling, the Australian off-spinner, and mm-hmm. Labashain, like, jumped miles outside leg stump. Like, I'm talking, like, almost off the cut strip. Green bowled the ball, and then like jumped back inside it. And the umpire didn't give it wide, because had um, Labashain stayed where he was, it would have just hit him. But as the ball was halfway down, he jumped inside. And then he, he got a little bit irate with the umpire and the bowler. And they had a big discussion in between the overs. And then the first ball that I bowled to him, the next over... I think he had a frustrated swipe trying to hit me back into the cathedral at Cardiff um, and missed it. So I think it was more other things that contributed to his wicket than any particular skill of mine. I literally just bowled it straight and it, and it hit the stump. You know what I'm hearing
2: there, Sam, and to pass this on to the England lads ahead of the tour in Australia at the end of the year, is getting to Labuschagne's head. He doesn't like it he's he's a bottle job minus Lavish <laughs> bottle job <laughs> um, there we go that's a quote now.
3: jeez um, he's playing well at the moment as well so I'd take that wicket and run Finney and I'm surprised he didn't say pitch leg hit top of off so yeah.
1: <laughs> um, no we've got we've got to play him again in a couple of weeks I'm just I'll wait till after that one when I can't bowl at him again then, um, then we'll then and you'll
3: like, probably yeah. give him a little send off won't you yeah, go on,
1: fuck off. The yeah. <laughs> 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 no, thing
0: about Manus Labashain is, I've always thought, like, you know when like, you do a sort of pub quiz where they take the forehead of one person and the, and the eyes of another person yeah, yeah, and the yeah. chin of a yeah. third person? Manus Labashain looks like every single one of those. <laughs> like, <laughs> he has a composite head right. made up of any three other people's heads.
3: Coming from Brad Pitt himself
0: here. By the yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> about my age, Brad Pitt. Yeah,
2: we we should well, we'll I'll get I'll, on social media. I'll divide your face up into three halves this week, and we'll and we'll try and get people to name. We'll get <laughs> separate the sections of your head and which celebrity they look like. Now, I want to speak about a uh, Dan Dalfwaite, who uh, plays for Glamorgan. The reason I want to ask you about him is. He played for my mighty cricket club, the mighty Stoke and down in Surrey. And he's a bit younger than me, but he took a couple of wickets against Middlesex. And Sam Billings, he 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 did for you recently in a game as well. How did he get you out? Bold, bowled, actually. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. I had a bit of a swipe, but yeah, it was actually this week. Thanks a lot. I just,
0: just got over that. We're about to play in Cardiff the, the next few games as well. <laughs> you just had an argument with the umpire was that what it was yeah
3: uh, I'm very well behaved unlike some people
0: that's cool um,
3: yeah he bowled the ball before and it kind of went through the top in terms of bounce and so I gave myself a room and tried pulling the next one and it kind of did the opposite and rolled through and hit the top of leg stump so yeah, trying to have a dirty hack like Marnus Labuschagne. Only two things we got in common, really. I
0: was going to tell you something about Dan David. Last year we had this coronavirus cup. Were you aware of it? So the cricketer got a bunch of counter cricketers, including Tim All. I think he did it. A bunch of others, and they will play video game cricket. Yeah, and me and Henry Moran and Ali Mitchell, we commentated on it. So like we got we got the you know we basically got video game cricket, and we treated it like it was a proper T Twenty. Dan Douthwaite won Man of the Match three times. I think he took Glamorgan to within an ace of the Coronavirus Cup. I know Dan Douthwaite's work. I've seen it. And it's in his kind of virtual reality sense. He's a fucking brilliant cricketer.
2: I was going to say, so he wasn't operating the cricketers. He was just on the no, game. No, 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 just no, tearing shit no, up. No,
0: that's right. Other cricketers were operating. Tim O'Reilly, incidentally, was absolutely terrible at it. But <laughs> <laughs> a couple of were quite good. And uh, yeah, but Dan Dallathwaite was was like, he won them about three matches for Morgan.
3: Well, normally football manager back in the day, I'm sure oh, we yeah. all played that. What so a game. Still, what do you mean back in have... the day?
2: I, I played it about two days ago. Don't you worry, <laughs> so, Sal, I'm still on it. So does Finney. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, but they normally tip up people well, don't they, on that? And then they end up covering stars. So there, maybe, um, Mr Norcross, you've tipped him up and all of a sudden he'll, mm-hmm. he'll be tearing up and, well... Well, he's already already is. By the way, he's, but... he? <laughs> he's the next Freddie
2: Fred, Adu, is he? Dan Duffway, the next Freddie <laughs> Adu. DC buddy. United, what
0: signing?
2: <laughs> you know, so Dan Duffway. So when he played for my club, uh, they were there was talk of this kid in the uh, in the youth team that was yeah, this kid, this kid's a serious cricketer. He's going to be a good player. And I was there as the senior first eleven bowler, been in the first eleven for a few years. You know, taking the first over, and uh, I went to Fabric on the Friday night. And I, I stayed up all night and I went straight to the game at 10am and I bowled one over naught for 17 and then went down to deep fine leg and threw up and stayed there for the rest of the game. And Dan Dalfwaite took five wickets that day, aged about 14 in the first 11. And I always felt like our, our cricketing careers at that point was the moment that it was a fork in the road moment. And now when I see, when I look at the scorecard and he's taking wickets against you two lads, I was like that. That night in Fabric, I reckon if it weren't for that night in Fabric, I reckon that would be me on those scorecards (laughs) getting your checks out, I reckon. You could have been a contender, Toby, you (laughs) could have been a
3: contender.
2: (laughs) That Fabric nightclub's got a lot to answer for over the years. Uh, Well, Finney, anyway, begrudgingly, I I have to say, mate, well bowled, four for 90. Now, Sam, as uh, Finney is, you know, in the form of his life, let's be honest, I do want to genuinely ask you about how you feel going into this England series, because... We were chatting before we pressed record on this podcast, but I mean, you've probably spent more time in a COVID bubble than than pretty much any man on earth over the last year. And, uh, you know, you, you were with the England squad at Edgbaston last week. It must be difficult to get any rhythm going with the bat at the minute because it's just, you're constantly in and out of bubbles and in and out of formats and in and out of teams. Is it, is it a nightmare to prepare for?
3: Um, yes, in a word, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've I played, I've had three innings this summer. This Which sounds pretty ridiculous, Mm -hmm. um, considering how much cricket has already been played. So, um, yeah, for me, it it has been frustrating, of course. And I was very close to playing in the IPL before it got called off. And um, I think two things, really. The COVID bubbles is just a thing that we've had to kind of get used to and get your head around and make the most out of, really. But uh, from my point of view, I'm at the age now where I just want to be playing cricket. And I feel like I'm in kind of, well, certainly last summer was my breakthrough season really in terms of uh, my best performances consistently in an England shirt. So I wanted to kind of continue that momentum and it's Mm. kind of halted a little bit, but uh, who knows, hopefully
2: get an opportunity this week and kind of kick on again. Well, we'll be rooting for you, Sam. Now, the sad news came out this week that Ollie Stone's had another injury setback and everybody here, which is in well, obviously really frustrating for him. Every time he gets into England fold at the minute, he seems to, to have a setback. Um, but very disappointed to see you, Sam. And if you could have a word, now that you know Chris, Chris Silverwood's pretty much in charge of the whole selection thing, we've got a bowler here who's taken four for 19. White ball, Finney for England, Sam. Have a word, he's your mate, isn't he? Get him in. Absolutely, he was. I mean, he's, in. he's still posted
3: by English cricket, that's what he exactly. tells me. Anyway,
0: so,
3: um, get him in, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think with Stoney, it's obviously really, really upsetting for him. He's he's kind of come on leaps and bounds as well, and I think he's a serious bowler, as Finney will probably attest to as well. Finney's probably the man to ask in terms of bowlers with injuries, and it, it really is a tough time. I've only had one serious injury with my shoulder. and yeah, that was that was really tough to kind of deal with mentally and, and also physically, of course. But to do it over and over again, the, what the bowlers go through, it definitely changed my perspective. Seeing these guys kind of go through it regularly and it really is, no one really sees that stuff as well. It's kind of, we'll read it in the paper and then uh, they're off to kind of deal with it themselves and rehab on their own. So I really do feel for Ollie. like I said, he's a great lad and um, a serious bowler as well on his day, so... Uh, fingers crossed he recovers quickly.
0: There, there seems, I, mean, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but there's Toby Rowland-Jones, Ollie Stone, Joffrey Archer with with a different injury, but with, with elbows. And you'll hear like the older cricketers going, oh, in my day, we could bowl a thousand overs a, a minute. And it, it causes no trouble at all. You know, I, I can bowl fastest. Like, I've, ever, I've ever bowled. I can bowl constantly until the, the dawn of the next civilization, as Fred Truman would believe. And I never got any injuries. Were they all basically bowling at like 75 miles an hour? Are we we
1: asking bowlers nowadays
0: to do things that are essentially physically impossible to repeat over and over and over again?
1: You're about the only person of your age in the world who believes that they did bowl at (laughs) 70 miles an hour because... Any crusty old bloke that I speak to <laughs> now, they they all say uh, they bowled 150 miles an hour all day. Jeff Thompson will quite happily tell you yeah. uh, that he hit the sight screen on the fall after bowling bouncers regularly at the Wacker. It's fucking yeah, at, at awesome. the Whacker. It never happened yeah. at the Wacker. Even at the Wacker, it, it doesn't it doesn't happen. But yeah, it's like you look at, at the grounds, right? So when you go all the cricket grounds, they have like old photos and pictures and paintings from the past. And you sort of walk past it. And at Glamorgan actually, where we were this week, there's like the championship winning teams and this and that. And it's got like pictures of the slip cordon the cordon looks about seven yards away. It looks like Steve-O Steve O's bowling. bowling on <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To
3: be
2: fair, there's a good chance Steve O was bowling in those photos. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Yeah. He probably was, and he's still getting wicked.
1: I've never seen an ovation like it when Steve O came out to bat against Middlesex last week. It's like fucking David Beckham comes out onto the pitch, honestly. <laughs> Darren <laughs> Stevens comes to the wicket, and they have a whole of Kent's there screaming and shouting. Do, oh,
2: do, do you know what, Finney? I was backing you up. as and saying Finney for England, but actually, screw you, Finney. Come on, son. Steve-O for England. <laughs> Just one game. Just one game. Have a word with Chris and say, look, mate, give, give the people what they want. So it was
3: at Lourdes, <laughs> that, um that Test match against New Zealand a couple of weeks ago and I said to um, Ruti, I go, how many wickets does Steve need to get to get a look at him? <laughs> because he got another five. And, like and he goes, and he just shook his head and laughing. I go, well, come on. If it, hey. if it was a 25-year-old doing it, he'd be straight at the side.
2: That's so um, true.
3: But yeah, and he's got Marnus out twice. He's got a Travis head out. How else did he get out? Yeah, one, a... one
0: of the, one of those, one of the Marnus ones, I know. don't get me wrong, I love it whenever I see an Australian out. Was especially a, a big name one, but. H- hitting middle, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, it was the middle of another set, potentially. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it, was a, it was a terrible decision. Absolutely.
2: Uh, Agent Billings, have a word with Joe Root next time you see him and give us an answer. I want a definitive how many with the wicket target and I want Joe Root to shake on it. <laughs> wicket target
1: for Steve <laughs> like if he takes
2: a certain amount of wickets for summer imagine Steve. imagine the scenes
1: oh, imagine this. you'd have county cricketers shoulder and arms to him just so he got a game <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would just I'd just be like Steve Oh, I know the score I know the score it well <laughs> actually actually
0: hang on a minute I mean both Kent and Middlesex are doing really really badly in their leagues aren't they so if Kent, not, not in,
3: nothing, the in the
0: 2020, thank you, Daniel. <laughs> not the 20, not the 2020s, Sam, but, but not the 2020s, but in the county championship they are. So, it, when you get down to the third division, the bit that you'll both be in later on towards the end of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, when when Kent are playing Middlesex, <laughs> then if Middlesex just sort of agreed to lose 16 wickets to Stevo, I mean, if we, if we get the shake, if we get the handshake, we get the handshake from Root, and what Steve-O needs is, I don't know, perfect. 55, 60 wickets. Yeah. You know, Middlesex yeah. has got, there's no, there's no, you've got no skill in the camp, championship game. But well, what have, you could do is you could elevate Steve O to the very top, which is where he belongs, which is where he deserves where, to be. And
2: also, the way he's going, you know, I know they'll say, oh, it's too short sighted to put a 46 old in the England team. They'll get 15 years out of him. They'll get, they'll, they'll get nine easy. Ashes series out of steve easy, <laughs> Easy. Easy.
3: <Steve-o>. You <laughs>
2: joke. I reckon
3: he's thinking, oh, I can play till 50. Yeah. This, yeah. this lot... <laughs> <laughs> Who am I playing with? These lot of rubbish. Come on, I'm carrying it. What this, are you
1: please. going to be doing? What are you going to be doing at 50 Bilbo?
3: <laughs> we'll be having a pint in a pub somewhere. just I hope so. after Watford and <laughs> United. Probably yeah. Watford beating United again. <laughs> Correct. I had to get that in there before you're going to bring that up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, now I need to go to. So, you know, I messaged our Zero Ducks Giving WhatsApp group earlier and I said, you know, Finney, your mates are Billings. Any Any questions you particularly want to ask him? And uh, and his first one was, Yeah, why is he so bad at football?
3: Well, <laughs> so. that's just a false accusation, isn't it? You've never <laughs> spoken so much rubbish in your life, Stephen.
1: He, lo- he looks good, so you could you, you look at it, he looks good, but <laughs> the end product, honestly, <laughs> sort of it's so frustrating. It's like you know, those blokes in like. The conference north yeah. and they've got all the boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. they go to the shops and they buy the boots. Yeah. And they go out and they do all their fancy warm-up. They got their socks pulled over their knees. Right. Like Everything no, fits
3: perfectly. I'm a no-nonsense sentiment builder, man. I'm oh, a challenger.
1: No-nonsense. You're the most nonsense sentiment builder I have ever come across. I'm, I'm picturing
2: a sort of adult-to-wrapped, just sort of no-end oh, product. See, Butler Butler called me adult-to-wrapped.
1: <laughs> a couple <laughs> of
3: years ago, yeah. There we go. Um, well, it's you know Finney well enough. He chats absolute garbage. That's why we yeah. get on. So uh, don't, don't believe a word he says.
0: Are you basically... So you base yourself on sort of Paul Scholes, do you? I mean, with the hair, the central midfield, the, the, the playmaker, the fish cream. <laughs>
3: see, see what he did there. David Beckham on the right wing.
2: <laughs> That's In the same podcast, we've compared Sam Billings uh, and Darren Stevens to David Beckham, which is... There the, we go. Uh, impressive. Oh. What about Finney? Come on, Billings. Finney is a footballer. I'm picturing a sort of centre-back with no turning circle whatsoever. I'm picturing a sort Alan of...
1: Alan Hansen, they call me.
2: <laughs> <sighs> the thing is, he's kind of changed roles over the years. Like I remember, I
3: think it was 2015, 16, when we actually played football as warm-ups. And it was the best part of the week, by the way, every single morning. <laughs> yeah, by far, we had some epic games. He rated himself as that kind of Dimitar, Berbatov right, kind of roll-up <laughs> Didn't move much, but get it to his feet and he'll try and back back into people. And yeah, he wasn't, uh, to be honest, he wasn't that bad. I want to really slate him, but no. um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be fair. He wasn't that bad. And actually when he got eyes on goal, he, he wasn't. Yeah, he was quite clinical. Quite clinical being the key word. Leslie,
1: like when someone flights a ball up on a length, it's going for six. (laughs) (laughs) you show me a gap in the corner, it's getting slotted home. Don't worry
3: about that. Oh, an unbelievable carry-on, as you'd expect, when he did score. Oh, yeah. Celebration.
0: Yeah, I I see him so much more as like Gary Pallister. You know, like Gary Pallister always used to look absolutely exhausted three minutes into the game. There'd be a corner, and already his face had kind of melted into contortions of weariness. Yeah, and that's how I that's how I sort of see Finney. I didn't realize he was like he's up front, he's like the sort of no, it's Dion Dublin, like, a Spanish Dublin. No, like
1: Dublin. Dion Dublin. So, when when you want me to, I'll play up front, but then when it's required for the boys, I go back gotcha. and drop out. Yeah, it's just the ultimate team, basically,
0: when me. you got too tired to run, <laughs> <Pretty> much,
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the ultimate team, and man. you're going to end, and you'll end you'll end up on Homes Under the Hammer, which is a, a beautiful thing. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: should be a wonderful job. I'll well,
2: tell you, because we've got Jermaine Genus doing the one show. We've got Dion Dublin doing Homes Under the Hammer. It's got, what, what happened? And also, I need a new agent. I can't get any of these gigs. Unbelievable. Escape
1: to the country, I fancy. Oh,
2: I, I reckon I could go for a bit of Finney on Escape to the Country. Yeah. <laughs> really? I'd actually watch that, to be fair. <laughs> Billings, Billings have, you, have you ever thought about, you know, I mean, you're not going to go full Darren Stevens and play 250. Have you got one eye on when you do hang up those boots? Bit of bit of country file? Country farm, no.
3: Um, I'll probably be on the farm, to be fair. Um, I, I don't know, to be honest. I just want to play some cricket first and then we'll yeah. see. But yeah, I'm not going to be doing a Darren Stevens till he's 50. No, there's absolutely no chance.
0: On that, were, were you... I mean, I know we would be very frivolous here, but were, was it a bit irritating to be called up to the England squad when Ben Folks did his hamstring and you're in there as a wicket-keeper batter who bats at six seven? And then he didn't get a go even then. So you're like brought back into another bubble. You were taken away from more cricket. I know I know it's an honour. I know it's great to be part of an England squad and all that. But it must be kind of frustrating to be denied even more innings, either in that game or in county cricket.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Again, Finney will be able to kind of attest to this, that when you're not playing cricket, and we, we do enough watching of cricket, um, kind of, I'm, I'm not a young young bloke anymore i need to just be playing and enjoying Mm. the game really and um look you always give as much as you can when you're 12th man and around the group um i think that's a very important um thing to do is is to kind of give to the environment but um yeah like i said i just it's frustrating because i feel like i'm in the best kind of part of my career really and want to try and maximize that i mean Dan Lawrence, being I think he's 23, is he 24? He's played more comfortably, more first-class cricket than I have now, um, and I'm seven years older than him. So, wow. yeah. Um, I, again, the other positive for me is that the a couple of years ago when I did do well for the Championship side and and got all those runs, actually knowing that I'm not too far away now from the test test team and actually having that carrot dangled a bit closer um, actually really makes me hungry to get into that team. And um, who knows, folks, he folks, he benefited from me getting injured a couple of years ago. And it's just funny how kind of things work out, but now who knows, you've got Butler as number one. And then there's, there's a spot really up for grabs as the kind of backup keeper. There's an Ashes coming up and, yeah, like I said, it only takes one injury and you could be in there. And I, I believe I've got the game to, to do that, really.
0: So, so just a, so a quick follow-up on that. There it was, it was a bit of a story this week, wasn't there, that they, they say that maybe only 50%, 60% of people will be playing multi-day. Men will be playing multi-day format cricket in 10 years' time. That's sort of the idea. And that actually, people are just getting a bit sick of four-day cricket. You don't sound like you are. You sound like you actually, you're hungry to play more of it.
3: Absolutely, it's it's definitely the most challenging format of the game. I think uh, challenges you in very different aspects to to the one-day game. And look, I, I feel quite a little bit frustrated in that I've probably been pigeonholed as a white ball kind of slogger and uh, this innovative batsman. When actually, you can't do any of that stuff without the base basics of the game being being pretty sound. So for me, like I said, I'm just, I just want to be playing cricket. Yeah, any of the formats, really.
0: Well, you know, you know what did it is because you, you swept Stuart Meeker into the gas holder at the Oval. I was there for that. <laughs> and from that point on, because that, that was when Stuart Meeker was bowling genuine wheels. Yeah. And, and you went on the front foot and swept him out of the ground. When you do that kind of thing, you're obviously going to be pigeonholed as a white ball cricketer. That was your problem. You should just be defending it back to the ball. Exactly.
3: (laughs) Stephen Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that does remind me of the first time I ever bowled to you, or maybe the second time, the T20 at Canterbury. Do you remember?
2: (laughs) I remember it like it was yesterday,
1: Steve. Oh, here we go.
2: Come on, give us the... I want to hear Finney's version first and then we'll compare notes with Sam.
1: Yeah, just
2: uh, beep out the expletives. Oh, don't worry. We don't yeah. have to on this pod. It's fine, don't worry.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, basically, I, I'm bowling, right? And I, I'd i been playing for England a decent amount at the time and, uh, and was bowling decent pace. And Bilbo comes out and he's like, he's obviously a very, very good young player. You'd have been young then, though, wouldn't you? You'd have been like 18, maybe.
3: No, a bit older. A bit older. 21, I reckon. Yeah,
1: so young. Right? <laughs> and, and he walks out to bat and it was right at the end of the innings and I'm bowling Yorkers. And he like he starts walking across the crease trying to fucking sweep me. No one's ever tried to sweep me before <laughs> at this stage. And I sort of stood there looking at him thinking... What the fuck are you doing?
3: <laughs> you yeah, actually said that as well.
1: <laughs> and luckily that day he didn't connect with any. But I remember watching him on TV because we—I didn't really know Bilbo then. Like we hadn't been in squads or anything together. And I remember watching him on TV after that, and he was sweeping the fuck out of Seamers and lashing at MARS, and I was like, Jesus, I'm. I'm glad I didn't spray him too hard that day because because one day it could come back to bite
2: so. yeah. me. he? Uh, when, when you two have played against each other since, obviously your mates now. Sam Finney, is he? Does he give you a smile when he's bowling? Does he go as grumpy as he as he as he looks sometimes? Hey, Finney?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, I try and smile at him, and he's you know he gets grumpy and agitated, but
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: he when did we last play against each other it would have been a while ago
1: actually I reckon it was a four day at Lords in oh, yeah. 2017 actually, or 18 I think you Richard. smashed me everywhere yeah you smashed me everywhere <laughs> and you won the game bowled and a, I'd have been grumpy yes yeah,
3: you bowled a were you trying to get it out there you tried to? bit yeah go on <laughs> you could <go on>, <laughs> sell
1: it I, <laughs> a I bowled nice, a floaty half volley
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I really regret it you were like this and that oh, <laughs> I'm not happy actually because I think you got I think you might have got five for that game and we knocked him off eight down or something um I got 40 or not out and it was quite a close game it was a horrendous wicket lords and um yeah you got very agitated you bowled quickly <laughs> as well yeah. oh, it was it's fun.
1: always weird when you play against your mates though because you want to get them out, but then you know deep down you're just like giggling with each other <laughs> yeah, exactly. because you'll be sat in a coffee shop like 48 hours later and be like, oh, do you remember when you did that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: Thanks for that floaty hard volley, Stephen. Exactly,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always so awkward. So whenever I've played against him, Butler's another one. Like I, can't, I just can't help but giggle when I look at them when I'm playing against them. So like if we ever play each other on TV and we're bowling at each other, like, look closely, because you'll just see the corner of our mouths. Like, <laughs> <laughs> does,
0: that, does that genuinely, like, does that take the edge off or put the edge on? I mean, just just genuinely, like, if you're playing against someone that you don't really like and you've got a bit of animus against, do you get, like, a kind of, right, I'm going to knock your block off, but that, like, makes you bowl worse? Or if you've got Sam and you think, I'm going to have to be in this coffee shop in two days' time and I do not need him being smug and pleased with me. <laughs> is it is that extra motivation how does it work
1: Well, then it's the other way around as well. He doesn't. He really doesn't want me to get him out because as a bowler, (laughs) you always have the ultimate. You always have the ultimate thing of being able to send a batsman off, and he's got no response because he's out and he can't do anything about it again. And it's such a
3: coward move, a send off, isn't it? Let's (laughs) be honest. Uh, And the thing is, people send you off when you chop it on from a wide cut ball, and the game's done, and you're like, "Oh, you are an absolute muppet."
1: They all count, baby. Don't worry about
2: that. <laughs> I, 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 I want to know what the threshold is. How many runs does a batsman have to score before? So, I mean, if Billings goes and gets two hundred off of hundred and fifty in a four-day game, and then you snick, nah. then you snick him off, he's no, He's getting
1: sent. He's getting sent off. Don't worry about that. <laughs> chopped,
2: chopped on on two hundred off hundred and fifty. Fuck yeah. off back
1: to the pavilion. Billings. Fuck off. Go and put your Beckham predators <laughs> on <and get> again. <laughs> <I> Show pony. <laughs> Look good though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, look the part.
2: Look the part. Uh, well, Sam, mate, I'm gonna. I know that you, uh, you've got a uh, 2021 day series to look forward to, but we're all rooting for you. We hope you get to play some cricket over the next few weeks. We'll be looking out for your name on the scorecard. And Finney, as Sam's your mate, as it gets towards the end of the season, and he's playing some four day stuff, and there's the Ashes around the corner. Bowl some of your floaty half volleys and get his <laughs> get his runs up, so we can get him in the England squad for the Ashes. Yeah.
1: In Division 3. Yeah, I'll see you
2: there. <laughs> <laughs> see you there, Steve. <laughs>
3: Sam, mate, we'll be in a coffee coffee shop two days later. Maybe yeah. yeah, old,
2: right. yeah. <laughs> Sam, mate, absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us, mate, and come back and chat to us again as well. Cheers, lads.
0: All Thank you. Legend, Bilbo.
1: You nice no Cheers, mate. worries, mate. Enjoy. a joy.
2: Sam Billings there, lovely guest and we'll all be rooting for Sam. I think England fans in general are rooting for Sam because I think they appreciate the fact that he scored that brilliant ton last year and then, and then since then he's not a much chance to, to continue off the back of that but we'll be rooting for him this summer. Um, now this actually leads beyond interestingly to uh, this video that's been going around on Twitter this week. Now I'd imagine Daniel and Finney, you've both seen this. I've never been tagged in a video more in my life but Illingworth, St. Mary's, Cricket club, And this is one of the beautiful things that so many club cricket games now are being filmed, which never used to happen. Three, four years ago, you never saw club cricket online. Now it's everywhere. So you may have seen this video going around. Uh, bowler comes in, left arm over, bowls it on a bloke's pads. He sort of swivels and hits a six over sort of wide, deep, fine legs, square leg. And rather than looking elated at the six he's just hit, you just hear an almighty crash. And it turns out that he has just smashed his own car windscreen. And interesting, I've only ever played in one game where I saw a car get its window completely smashed. I mean, obliterated. There was nothing left. And the idiot was parked right in the mid-wicket, man, to be fair. And the man that hit the ball into that windscreen was cousin of Sam Billings, Tom Billings, in a Lord's Taverners game. And there's a beautiful uh, line of photos of Tom hitting the six, Tom being a very nice chap like Sam, is absolutely mortified that he's just smashed his car windscreen, but I'm at the non-striker's end, laughing my head off because I thought it was a beautiful thing to see. Check out the video; I'll retweet it on Zero Dots. Given Finney, you must have, you know, in the outground days and stuff, you must have, you must have seen all sorts of things getting broken on the over the boundary rope in your time.
1: Yeah, I've seen some, seen some. Well, not just that, but I've seen some strange things at outgrounds. <laughs> um, yeah, very much so. Um, but the. We've got some big hitters in our team, namely Paul Sterling. Um, he probably hits the ball the furthest out of everyone. And and a lot of the grounds, for some reason, the car parks are literally on the square leg or mid-wicket boundary. And, and people park their cars there. And yeah, I've seen Paul Sterling put a number of cricket balls through people's windscreens and then just be like... <laughs> Sorry, (laughs) it's it's so annoying. It used to happen when I was playing club cricket as well. I played on a tiny, tiny ground at Langleybury Cricket Club where the car park is also right on the pitch. And, And yeah, they were just every weekend, someone's car would get biffed so yeah, to the point where people were almost consciously trying to hit it either side of the car park because okay. it, it was just fraught with danger.
2: Oh, it's it's uh, um, Norcross in your club cricket days. You must. I guess it was when you were playing club cricket as a youngster. It was horse and cart. There weren't cars yet. were there?
0: yeah, <laughs> <Fuck> you <laughs> <laughs> deserve that. No, I was, I was no. i I'm, I'm I'm young enough. To play against the Green Party before, you know, after they be- were the Ecology Party, I'm that right. young, right? So okay. it, was about, it was about 1994, and the Green Party came to the Old Elanian CC, and I was still drunk from the night before. Quite <laughs> genuinely, I was about 26. I was, I was absolutely on it. I was wired and ready to rumble. And uh, the first ball at one o'clock was bowled by this left-arm over bowler right of the arc, and he bowled this filthy half tracker and weirdly i swiveled and pulled it and it had one bounce and smashed straight into the i mean it wouldn't have been a hybrid but it'd been the equivalent of because yeah, it's a green party and it smashed the witscreen and <laughs> i've got to say it was one of the most satis- well no <laughs> sorry it was the most satisfying thing i've ever done in my entire life and i've never done it i've never done it before i've never done it since <laughs> and I was so excited that the next ball he bowled the same ball and I did the same shot and top edged it up in the air and was caught at mid on. So I was out I was out for six or two balls, four or two <laughs> balls, the first two balls in a match. So yeah, I mean, look, there's nothing better, is there? There's nothing better. But everybody at Cricket Ground loves yeah. it. The noise. Yeah. Hey! Yeah. But when it's your own car, when it's your own car, that is, you can't be that. That's I- just awesome
2: it's a wonderful <laughs> video and uh yeah check it out i will retweet it on the zero dots given social media account if you haven't seen it already there's half a chance if you listen to this podcast that you've already seen it we will quickly review the uh brilliant uh england versus india women's test as well but first finney looking ahead for you mate loads of fixtures coming up essex surrey sorry only just realized that you got surrey in a couple of days friday 25th of June, Norcross. Is they're really stomping. weak. They're, they're
0: really weak at the moment because they've lost both Currens and Roy. They're out. they they're there for the taking, Finney. They're there I'm, for the taking. I'm hearing excuses, Finny. That's
2: what I'm hearing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'll relay that to the boys um, when I see them at training tomorrow. It's, we've we've obviously had a poor start to the tournament. we we've lost four out of five. Um, we've had chances to win in in three out of the four games that we've lost, but we've not taken those opportunities. So yeah, it's been a disappointing start, but there are positive signs there for us. So I'm hoping that with a few days off and we can draw online under the five games we've had so far, move forward for the rest of the tournament and just pick up momentum because actually a lot of the time, the teams that go on to win the tournament don't actually start like a house on fire and you build momentum as you go through the tournament. And and I do feel as though we're obviously aided by the other teams losing their England players. And we're fortunate that we only lose one in uh, in Owen Morgan, who's obviously a very important player for us, but we only lose one and Surrey lose a number and a few other teams lose a number too, such as Sam, who we just spoke to there, who are important players for them. So hopefully we can capitalize on that and get a bit of momentum with our young team and and just enjoy playing cricket and try and put on a show because Actually, the one thing since we last spoke that has been really apparent is just how much fun it is playing in front of crowds again, yeah you sort of forgot how soulless the games felt sometimes in terms of atmosphere when we were playing in empty stadiums last year, but even six or seven thousand people at Lord's actually did feel like about twenty eight thousand last week, so that, that was so much fun and Hopefully that can continue for the rest of the tournament and a bit of momentum and and we can have some fun with it.
2: Yeah, and they've announced as well there's going to be bigger crowds at the England games coming up as well, which is very, very exciting. Now, Finney, I mean, we've mentioned your bowling, but Norcross, I don't think you quite understand how well Stephen Finn is bowling in the Blast. He's got 10 wickets. The most in the tournament is 11, which uh, Van Beek Mm. at Derbyshire, Naveen at Leicestershire have got as well, and uh, Cook at Essex. Finney's got 10 wickets, and uh, do you have any idea what you're taking them at, Finney? Come on, you know your stats. Come on.
1: I actually haven't got a clue. It's not, really? That's not the important one. Well, no, because the average in T20 is not actually that important. Oh, your strike rate's important and your economy rate's important relative to the games you've been playing in. So, um, yeah, my, my average is not something that I actually look at in T20s. Well, I can tell oh, you it's,
2: it's 16.7 is what I can tell you.
0: Oh, so he's gone, for, he's gone for 167 runs. Yeah, he's going around the park, actually, when you look yeah, at it. Yeah, he's around the park. Yeah. But it is interesting you say that because that's going to be the currency of the 100. When we get to the 100, bowlers are not going to be measured in wickets, really, even though wickets are important. They will initially, in the early stages when you're trying to explain the game to people, it's going to be about how few runs they've conceded. Mm. That's going to, those are going to be the guys. So it's going to be economy rates, Constantly. So what is your economy rate? I've, I've just worked it out. It's, it's,
1: it's not pretty. 8. It? It's 8.7 or something, 8, I think. 8, that's which, not bad,
0: is it? That's that's.
1: Well, I, when you look at the times of the innings that I've bowled and the games that we've yeah. played in, I think three out of the five yeah. games, the opposition scored 200. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's not been really yeah. shocking. But I always strive to be better and I will be better. That, that I promise you, boys, with both bat and ball. Oh, How about I like that. that. I like yeah. That. Uh,
2: I should mention that uh, George Garton has been called up to replace uh, Ollie Stone though. Eight wickets for 67 runs of an average of eight or 13 overs. That's not bad going, is it? So he's knocked on the door and he's got his, uh, his just reward. Right. Let's move on to the wonderful advert for the women's game. The women's test match between England and India. Dan Norcross was there commentating on the whole thing. Now, I'm, I, I will whinge. I'll mention it now. I'm, I'm whinging about the fact that it wasn't five days long because it was set up to be the best fifth day ever. It was perfect, but the game, it ebbed and flowed. Uh, we mentioned Eccleston last week and uh, we gave her a huge hype up last week and she absolutely delivered. She was, she was absolutely superb. Um, Dan Norcross, what an advert, not just for the women's game because that's in, uh, you know, in great health at the moment, but specifically the test match format in the women's game. As, as good a test match as you could wish to see. One of the best drawn test matches I could ever remember.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the best women's test I've ever seen. And part of it is because uh, professionalisation has made the batters actually go, go, go after it. Their ceilings are higher and they, they, start, they take a more positive attitude. You know, it's, not, it's just a fact that women used to play test cricket irregularly and when they did, one side, it would very clearly become obvious, couldn't win. And when you told these players, well, you can't win, what would they do? They'd draw it. So the game became very boring for like two and a half days. Now, this time, we actually had some proactive bowlers who could do things that, you know, Eccleston can get you out because she can make the ball turn. She's got great height, good balls at a good pace. Shafali Verma, who really, I mean, she is a game-changing cricketer. Mm. She plays, the ball pinged off her bat. It Mm. flew to boundaries on a quite slow outfield where it was quite hard to hit boundaries. She was like, I've never seen any woman time a ball like her. I've not seen very many men time a ball like her. She's a truly extraordinary prodigy. She would change the face of women's cricket. And to put it in context, she off her own bat hit more sixes in this match than have ever been hit in... Hit in an entire Test match before (laughs) she hit more sixes in her two innings, and it's her only Test match than any woman has ever hit in Test match cricket in their entire careers. (laughs) There were more sixes hit. I know these are these are like mind-boggling figures. Yeah, more sixes were hit in this Test match, obviously, uh, than in any other Test match. Lauren Winfield Hill hit six before before lunch. Hit two sixes before lunch on the first day. So. And these weren't small boundaries, genuinely, at, at, at Bristol for the Test match. They they kept the boundaries out. I would say there were four or five yards in mm-hmm. from um, where it would be for a men's four-day game. So you're just watching cricket of a higher quality than I've ever seen uh, women play before. There are things I've got gripes with. Yes, a fifth day would be good. Um, I think they need to play with a Dukes ball in England. Um, it was a used pitch. But these all sort of pale into, I mean, and being a used pitch was was bad. It was bad optics yeah, to start of the yeah, match. Yeah. But it was, it was. But actually, we came out of the game, we came out of those four days thinking, good grief. This is a format that can actually work when the best player, best teams are playing each other, women's test cricket could be really exciting. It was a damn sight more exciting than the laws test match that England played against New Zealand, where England wouldn't go anywhere near 275 mm. and 75 overs where negativity prevailed. There was genuine positivity in this and there were some fantastic shots played. Um, and we were a bit stuck by the weather. It wasn't just the fifth day. You know, 45 overs, lost to rain. Um, you can't have a four-day game that has rain interruptions. It, it, Finney will tell you, you know, county if you're going to lose half a day to rain, or you or somewhere close to a day to range, then it's really hard to manufacture a result in a two-innings match. So those are gripes, but it was it was sensational cricket to watch. Um, I was I was actually quite fortunate. I wasn't at the World Test Championship final, where yes. you have to you have to be in a bubble. The main bar isn't open apparently in, at the AGF oh. Bowl, so all you can do is listen to Aggers playing his goddamn sodding ukulele uh, <laughs> on a <the> balcony <coughs> while drinking. I don't know, neat gin. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, that, you know, that's that's not my Have idea a of a good night out. I'll be honest with you. Uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful test match. And uh, as you say, we should mention, I don't know if you did, but Shivali Verma is 17 years old. I mean, everything was flying off the middle of the bat. So, so good to watch. And I know this sounds like a small thing, but as an indicator of where the women's game is at, I was down at my cricket club on Saturday and at five o'clock, there was two Euros games being played, and we had the TV on the England India women's test match, and everybody was absolutely glued to it. It was uh, it was such a good advert for the game. So yeah, very very good to see. By the way, uh, Dan mentioned the World Test Championship final there. If you're listening to this podcast and going, well, "They haven't spoken about it once," it's because at the time of recording, it's been pissing it down with rain, and they've only managed to complete a couple of days' play. It, hopefully, they get back out there because I could watch Carl Jameson bowl. Just because he's so handsome, uh, more but I, he's just unbelievably good to watch bowl. So fingers crossed that goes ahead. But we'll discuss that all next week.
0: You know what, Carl is Carl is what Stephen could yet still be. It's just Stephen is a kind of Spanish-faced version of Carl. J- Carl Jameson looks like those old Nazi or Soviet posters. You know, like these wow. proud men with a fork, and there's a <laughs> woman with a hat on who's like got a big bag of vegetables, and it's 1938. <laughs> that's Carl Jameson, and
1: Finney is the dilettante Spanish version <laughs> I, th- I think there's a compliment in there somewhere for yeah you. I can't decide <laughs> <laughs> might be the nicest thing might be the nicest thing Dan's ever said to me <laughs>
2: it's certainly up there uh, well chaps lovely to see you both um, and Finney thanks for sorting out Sam Billings great guest and Finney keep on taking those wickets hashtag Finney for England hashtag Finney for England yeah. if Stevens isn't available
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs>
2: Cheers, chaps. Thank you very much. Have a good one.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.